Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. This is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. I told you, all this month we have dedicated the show to life insurance, burial insurance, apartment insurance, dental insurance, all goddamn kind of insurance. Because we want to make sure we get in your damn head. And Mr. Rashawn Underdue is going to have his last segment um, until the um, unless the game changes again, we'll be doing this every every March and beginning of April, and I will be mentioning it throughout the year. What you got for him this week, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, this this is our closeout, so I'm super excited. I'm going to be releasing a, a video. Uh, you're such an inspiration. Uh, I know you've mentored uh, business people. You you've mentored me without even knowing through the years. Comedians. So I did something that I think you're going to be proud of, and this will be mm-hmm. the audio version of what I'm going to post tomorrow. So okay. I'm going to take everyone through uh, term versus permanent insurance. I'm going to make mm. it real easy to follow. Uh, people can record this, listen to it again, take notes, whatever. So I'm going to take them to uh, take everybody through ten pieces of information that's going to really help us to bring it home. But before I do that. I want to open up with a story from this week that will help people that are are leasing vehicles and uh, paying vehicles off with financing, if that's cool with you, Mr. T. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yes. One of the things, folks, is important, and, again, this is Rashawn Underdue, uh, the second half of the California insurance guys serving the tip of San Francisco down to the southern tip of San Diego. Uh, We service uh, all sorts of insurance all across the state of California and life insurance throughout the entire country. Uh, I want to give respect to my brother, Rick Curtis, and you can find us at the CaliforniaInsuranceGuys.com. All right, so this is is a bit of information for people who are leasing vehicles and or financing a vehicle. I know especially now, TK, gas is expensive. People Mm -hmm. are back to work. Food is expensive. Everything is getting higher and higher and higher. And the last thing I'm going to suggest to people to do is to look at auto insurance as a place to cut your costs for monthly living if you don't have to. And here's why. If you're leasing a car that is high in value, and we're talking about anywhere from 19, uh, 2012 to, to the present, the chances of uh, your auto insurance being too low to pay that car off if you total it is high. Here's what happened this week. A gentleman was driving a uh, new 2021 Acura Integra. He had the state limits, and he was encouraged to not get the state limits. And here are the state limits in California that are very similar to other states. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 15000 in bodily injury, 30000 per accident, 10000 in property damage, and 5,000 in uninsured motorists. Now, everybody, take note, 10,000 in property damage. That's money that's put aside to replace his car or somebody else's car. And here's what happened. He was in charge of the accident, meaning he tail-ended somebody. He caused $35,000 of damage on that Acura. Mm -hmm. His, His policy only paid out 
$10,000. People, that's called being upside down. These creditors, these people that write these loans for these cars and give you <laughs> give us an opportunity to drive nice vehicles, they're nice until it's time to collect their money. Okay. Now they got to lean against his wages because he was $25,000 short, meaning they want the money for that car because the lease is not up. So not only was uh, his car totaled, the insurance company only gave him Twenty-five, uh, fifteen thousand dollars for the car. The insurance policy paid him ten, so he was about fifteen thousand dollars short. So here's my wow. point, everybody: if, if, and when you lease a car, please make sure you ask the people how much is it going to cost to replace this car if I total it. Let me ask you again: how much is it going to re- cost to replace this car if I total it? And if they say uh, we estimate. Uh, in two years, it'll cost you twenty five thousand to replace it. Meaning, um, how much money you got to give them if you no longer have the car because you wrecked it? Then you got to ask them this, TK. You watch this. What what is the extra interest that will be accrued on my loan within the next two, three to four or five years? And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, the car will cost twenty thousand to replace. And there's going to be an extra fifteen grand of interest on top. So what they're really telling us is that we need thirty-five grand to replace that car over the next two to five years. And they're going wow. to say yes. They're going to say yeah. That's how much you would need. Yes. So then when you talk to your insurance agent, you say, hey, uh, sir, ma'am, I want to make sure that I have at least enough property coverage to cover this car if I wreck it and I total it and it's my fault. So nobody garnishes my wages trying to get their money back. And any good insurance agent. Uh, worth their weight in salt, will run the numbers, and they will recommend what they think you should have. So that's lesson number one. Make sure you have enough property coverage to cover your vehicle replacement and the extra money from the interest on your lease or loan. That's lesson Man. number one. It's rough being grown, ain't it? <laughs> 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 you know, my Man. wife calls it. Hey, I tell you, my uh, my wife calls it adulting. Adulting. Yeah. This is rough. Oh, it's rough. Uh-huh. And Shorty's like, what? They gonna they gonna take fifteen percent of my check for how long? And it's like, yeah, man. He wasn't our client, but he's like, yeah, man. Yeah. See, we just don't know the right questions to ask. You know, here's the thing: uh-huh. a lot of us. A lot of us are like being successful. Like a lot of us are the first in our family, right? We're the first generation to do this, first generation to do that, first generation to start a business. So we're living on a, a on a higher level than a lot of our great grandparents did, and they sacrificed for us. But mm-hmm. you know, my mo- my mother was working all the time. She worked two jobs, so she didn't really have no time to teach. So a lot of this stuff uh, we had to learn on our own. So that's why I'm so thankful that you're doing this podcast because it's like a it's a college course in adulting. And that's really what right. you offer the folks for free. You know, because now, now watch. Somebody this week is going to go buy a car, and because they heard this podcast, they're going to be like, hey, how, how much is it going to cost me to replace this mofo if I wreck it? Mm-hmm. They're going to say, well, how much money on top of that I need to cover the interest that I owe you? And then the car salesman is going to be like, okay, they know what they talk about. Yeah, you're going to need 27000 All right, that's how much I have in property damage. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. Don't drive out there short because then you're upside down. Now you're in a bad situation. The tables are turned. Uh, and hopefully, if if you're not the cause of the accident, because hopefully the person that hits you, and there's no guarantee to this, hopefully the person that hits you has enough coverage to cover your car. Uh, mm-hmm. and if they don't, then the insurance company that they have will be on the hook. But 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 not every you know half the accidents are going to be the driver's fault. So you always want we always want to make sure that we're doing right by ourselves and our future income. Don't stop looking at car insurance as an expense. No, car insurance is an investment to protect your future income, and that's how right. I want people to think about it. it and repeat that one more time, cash. y'all. Yeah, yeah. Car insurance is not a monthly expense, okay? And I'm not talking about people that just have, like, you know, a 2003 something just to get here and there. And you, they, all you need is liability, you know? That, that's fine. But I'm talking about if you have a nice car that you're proud of, that you're driving, and it's nice, and it's expensive, and you worked hard to get it, that means that you worked hard. That means that your income has value to you. So make sure that when you go online or you work with an agent to get your car insurance, that you look at it as an investment that protects your check. Protect your check. Protect your check. Ensure your car payment. today. Mm-hmm. They sure will. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's lesson number one. Okay. Yep, and lesson number two, guys, let, let, let's go into this. Uh, we're going to bring it home with term and life insurance. I'm going to give you guys a quick crash course you're going to have all the top-line information you need to have a decent conversation with someone that can help you. So, TK, here's the biggest argument in our community and across the country about term and life insurance. Okay. Here's what we know. Uh, should I buy term and invest the difference? Or should I invest in a cash value policy that builds cash? And that's a discussion that we'll hear all across the board from the barbershop to the kitchen table, to the classrooms, to the bank. So here's some first things that we got to acknowledge, guys. Let's acknowledge the facts, okay? Here's some life insurance basics. There's four things you got to know. Life insurance is the best way to transfer and or leave an inheritance. These are four facts. You can't argue them. The most responsible people will agree that a life insurance policy is necessary to protect those you love and those Here's number three or four. There are two mm-hmm. main types of life insurance. There's a term policy and a cash value policy, permanent life insurance or whole. These, there are others, of course, that we can, we can spend a long time, but these are all we got to worry about for today. There's term life and there's cash value. And the best time, here's number four, TK, the best time to purchase life insurance <laughs> is before you need it. Can I say that again, Al? Mm, I like that. <laughs> the best time to purchase life insurance is any time before you need it. So what does that mean? If you're 26, if you're 37, if you're 40, if you're 50, if, you, if you're still ticking and your heart's still beating, you need this podcast. You need to listen up because you need life insurance. Mm-hmm. Here are the key differences. Okay, so we got six, uh, five key differences between term life and whole life. Term, let's talk about that. It's temporary. It's like renting a house. You have temporary coverage for the best terms. You got 10-year terms, 30-year terms, and 20-year terms. Term policies have low monthly premiums. That means that a lot of people can afford them. Number three, benefits are paid 
at the death of the insured. So meaning once you die, that's when your family or your heirs or whoever you left that for will get the money. The term mm-hmm. policy can be converted into a whole, meaning right now if your money's tight, maybe you're on a career track. Maybe you, you're coming to some money. Later on, you could probably afford a whole life policy, so you can flip that. Talk to your person about that. The money is distributed to your family tax-free. So mm-hmm. all you could afford is a $100,000 policy, and we'll get into how cheap these are at the end. They're going to get all that money tax-free to keep on living while they mourn your loss. And last but not least, this does not, and I repeat, it does not accumulate cash value. Now, here's whole. This is the second version, whole. It's permanent. It's like owning property. It will last a lifetime even after it's paid up. So it means that if you pay your whole whole life policy over 10 years, that means that you still keep it and you don't got to make payments on it no more and your family still has it. Explain yes. that again? Yes. Whole life policies normally have uh, periods of when they're paid off, meaning depending on how much benefit you have. So maybe somebody will buy a whole life policy for maybe 60 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And in 20 years, it's paid off. That means that they own the house now. They own the property. They own mm. that real estate that is a whole life policy. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. So they can sell it. They can keep it. It builds cash value. It keeps growing. Now, it's now explain how you sell a whole life policy after it's yeah. paid off. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, finance companies that will assess the value of your whole life policy, and they'll broker the deal for you because there's people that look for these on the aftermarket so they can accumulate uh, like gold or like uh, like fine art because it keeps building cash. You've you got to have a really different way of thinking to do some shit like that. <laughs> that's not no average thinking shit. Am I right? No, no, Anki, uh, that's... See, you you go you travel all around the world and you rub elbows with all types of people uh, from the from the rich the ultra rich to people that's uh, barely making ends meet living on EBT everybody loves you so I know you come across these cats a lot people with yachts and houses and all that mm-hmm. and and these these are the people that that understand uh, finance financial financial uh, properties or financial right. products you know they understand it's like so it's like Tesla it's like Tesla. Like yeah, a, yeah. Like, you know, it's like stock. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. It's a stock. A whole life policy is a stock. Remember I talked about a couple of weeks ago on that a whole life policy makes yourself, you, you, we turn our children into their own bank. Remember we talked about that? Right, right. This is part of it. When you purchase a whole life policy, everybody, you basically have become your own financial entity. So, so imagine if, if, if we are in a position that we get a nice whole life policy for our child, that's a million bucks because we can afford it and it's paid off by the time they're 21. Oh my God, that thing is just building and building and building. So, I mean, we, we, we could talk about this for days, but this, here's the most important thing guys, when it's paid off, you own it and it keeps mm. growing. So just get what you can afford. Rashawn TK, California insurance guy, I can only afford a $25,000 home life policy. Okay, no problem. Right. Get that and get a $150,000 $150, term on the side. Right. You know, so, so you get have something. a big, yeah, get what you can afford. You got a big piece of money 
God forbid you die before 30 years, so your family's okay. And then you got a nice little nest egg building some money on the side. And then you just, you, know, you just keep working hard, keep hustling. And then you can flip that into 401Ks and all sorts of other stuff or property. You can buy a house with that. So, yeah, the bottom line is this. Will, it will last a lifetime even after it's paid up. Once it's paid up, it's yours. Higher monthly premiums, they got to know because we're going to give them the truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the facts. Right. right. It, 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 you got to pay the play. You got to pay the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, young, the younger you start, the better off it is. It accumulates cash that you can borrow from. Why go to a car dealership with your son or daughter when they're 17 and beg them for a car loan? You can make the right choices today if you're young enough, if you're 25, 35, 45, no kids, wife's pregnant, you're pregnant. You can make the right choice now. Set your kid up at their own bank so when they're 18, 17, 16, they want to go buy their own car, they finance themselves. They, they take Not a long time. Yes, okay. So let's say uh, me, me, me and my lady have a child, and that child's one years old, and I decide that I want to get a $200,000 uh, whole life policy in her name. It's going to be real affordable. It's going to be about maybe $8,900. Mm-hmm. By the time a month, by the time she turns 21, the accumulated cash value in that policy is going to be at least 50000 cash. Mm-hmm. She can either a take that money out right away, cash out, and keep the life benefit, or she can take a non-interest loan against her own money. Meaning this, she tells the life insurance company, "I know I got fifty thousand dollars cash in my account that's that I can take out right now, but I don't want to take it out. I want it to keep growing, so I'm going to take twenty thousand out as a loan." on myself and I'm gonna buy my car. So that means <laughs> watch this watch this. <laughs> that means that that fifty thousand cash value in her account is still being interest growing right, that's what my on the fifty. Is. Say it, huh? Say it again? That's what my son is doing. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. That that's what that's what Eric's doing. So instead of taking it out cash and losing the interest on that twenty He's just taking loans out on his own money, so he's double dipping. Right. He's enjoying. He's enjoying the fruits of his labor. That's what was made. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what he's doing. So that's what you can do. Uh, And uh, here's here's uh, the last two pieces of whole life. Mutual companies have stronger dividends, meaning a whole life policy is going to give you a lot more interest in a savings account. Plain and simple. A lot more. And the money. And your heirs, tax-free. Good. Tax-free. Here's a simple explanation. We're all to the third. Simple explanation. Term policies are temporary. It's like renting a house. It's there when you need it. It's minimum cost to keep up, and you don't. but you don't build equity. You're not going to own it. Whole life policy is like owning a house. It's a little more expensive, but it builds cash value, and with, it's with you for your whole life, even after it's paid up. Now, um, you can stop me at any time. We no, got, keep uh, going. All right, cool. We got five out of ten down. We got five more to go. We're half right. there, halfway there, guys. We're halfway there. Yeah, so no, here's no, the simple report. Got it, got it. 
We got here's the simple argument, and you'll hear, especially with older people, because our, our older grandparents they were they were really skeptical about this, and rightfully so, because it was early in the game. It was the sixties, the seventies. They saw a lot. They didn't trust the government, so I get it. You know, they was like, hey, I'm not going, I'm not going to drop all this cheddar in the in the system. Just give me a terror policy, and I'll put the rest under the mattress. I understand, but we don't have to do that no more, guys. We don't. We don't have to do that no more. Let's take advantage of these tools. When you buy a term policy and you invest the difference, people will always argue it's better to buy term and invest the difference. So here's an example. Uh, the logic is real simple. Instead of paying 300 a month in a cash value policy, they would, they would say, hey, let's pay 50 a month for a temporary policy and put the extra 250 in an investment like a IRA or savings account or a stock market. Normally, these will generate them anywhere between 6 and 10%. That's a decent argument. If for right. people that have a lot of bread or, or a little bit of bread, there's benefits there. It's not a lie. There's benefits there, guys. It's not a lie. Benefits there. The other side of that coin is this. Why do that? You know, take the cash value policy. It's based on living benefits, living benefits. It builds cash over time. You can use it if you get sick and you can't work anymore. It's like owning a house that keeps growing money. The money can be borrowed from after a certain period of time, and you can use it. You have complete ownership. So mm-hmm. there's an argument there, too. So which better for, what's better for me, TK? What's better for me, uh, Rashawn? That's up to you. Sit down with a professional. Right. Let them see what your finances are. Tell, be honest. Talk about your goals. Accept where you are in life and make the right choice. Moving and on. Get somebody. I'm going to tell it to the people. And if you can't talk, guys, get somebody who can talk for you. Because what I noticed, too, a lot of people have good intentions, but they're not good speakers. Yes. So if you, if you, if you know you're not a good speaker, bring somebody in that can talk for you. That's great advice, Al. That's great advice. That's, that's really phenomenal advice. I'm going to tell you because – and it works both ways, TK. Not all agents are people people. Mm-hmm. A lot of agents are numbers people or they're uh, systems people. It's right. hard to find an agent. It's hard to find a lot of agents that will coax and really care about uh, the information that's in somebody's heart. doesn't mean that right. they're cool. It's just not everybody is a great communicator. Right. That's true. So, so, yeah. So if you have somebody, if you have a numbers person talking to an introvert, then it's really hard for them to get the important stuff out maybe in the first meeting and then they both get nervous. So that's great advice. Bring somebody, if you're not the mouthpiece in your family, bring that loud person with you. And if you're an agent and you're shy, find somebody to mentor you. If you're an agent listening to this, find somebody to mentor you because this business is 90% relationships. Right. And you need to be able to build them. So that's my advice there. Mm-hmm. Keep going though. We got, with you. got it. So what's better for me? You know, what should I do? It, it really depends. You know, we live in a world, Ankh, where people is always black and white. It's either this or that. If it ain't this or that, then it's wrong. But that's not really the case, especially with people's lives. Every case is unique. Every case is different. In our agency, we, we deal with the human being and where they are in life, from single mothers to multimillion-dollar people. You know, we've right. seen plenty of situations where cash value made sense, and we've seen plenty of situations where temporary made sense from people from all walks of life. So we recommend you take your time, find somebody in your area, somebody you trust. The world is 
Peace in your family, get somebody to talk with you. Right. Somebody to talk with you. Yeah, we're almost done. Okay. Take your time. When is oh, I got you. <laughs> when when is temporary insurance good for me? Because there's there's people out there. Well, let me know, Rashawn. how would I know? Well, let's talk about it. If you have limited income and you do not have an emergency fund established and you do not have a retirement savings account established a term policy might be right for you. If you consider yourself the leader of your family, somebody that saves people when they need help, if you have a demonstrated track record of being dependent on by your family, you make the money, you're the breadwinner, you, and you don't have these things in place, you need a term policy today. Right. And, and simple, simple, this is it. Simple, don't believe it. I don't believe in permanent insurance for Sean. I will never do it. Fine. You don't have to. Go get a temporary policy today. <laughs> real simple. We keep it real mm-hmm. simple. How will I know that a permanent policy is right for me? If you have already maximized your savings and you have a retirement plan in place and you've had a Roth IRA or some type of investment from work in place, you are a prime candidate for whole life insurance education because you have already been making the first steps. So now it may be time for you to graduate, level up, and make a bigger one. If you have an estimated value in the millions of dollars, you shouldn't even be having any other discussion than whole life. Like TK's son, you need to be putting all your money into whole life and living off of that policy. Mm -hmm. Just let your money grow. Just like TK's son, let it grow, let it build, double dip, be your own bank. And understand, that's not you're thinking, ladies and gentlemen, don't do it. You know, And the reason why I say that, yep. my son thinks different. People think different. I would never yes. do what my son's doing, and I got the money, but he thinks that way. So don't do something you don't understand is my point. Exactly, exactly. Do something that you truly understand long as you're taking down insurance. Exactly. There's a policy for everybody. And if you're somebody that hasn't uh, saved a lot of money, but you make a lot of money, but you haven't saved a lot of money, you have demonstrated that you have bad habits. And this was me. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was making like 180000 a year. No savings. Mm-hmm. No savings. No, no savings. No save. So for me, forcing myself to drop that 3000 a month into whole life, it, just, I, it helps me stay disciplined. It helps me okay. save discipline. So if you if you somebody that needs discipline and you have a strong income, get a whole life policy. Because now now I'm at the mercy of my agent, you know, because I got to make sure yeah. that money is there every month. So I'm forced to save, you know. So that yeah, there's a lot of people like that. We need we need we need somebody to put their foot on our neck. So basically, right. that's what the insurance is for me. Keeps the keeps the fat and meat of my neck squeezed every first and third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's true, huh? It's true. It's true. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, everybody uh, in Internet land, TK's fans all across the world. Navigating these waters of life insurance can be hard. It can be scary. It can be difficult. But it doesn't have to be. You know, I wish uh, somebody was there when I was really, really young to teach me this then, but I learned it when it was my time. And it's been an honor. Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege 
to share this information with you, you and your fans. I, I'm so thankful. Uh, 32 years ago, you know, my uncle put that DVD that DVD in, and I watched the show. Because uh, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I had never heard nobody talking the stuff that you did in a, on a on a stage, just real life stuff. And he was sitting there like, "Yep, TK's my this, TK's my that." Listen, Rashawn, and I did. I listened. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, this story just came to my head. Okay. Oh, we got time for a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, 2006. I was out here in California, and I was a personal trainer working at 24-Hour Fitness, and I was struggling. Mm-hmm. I was struggling. I, it was hard. Because I was just in the shell. I was nervous. I had lost a ton of weight. I had just got certified. I was green. So I went home for Thanksgiving, and I was watching my uncle on the street. He was a street vendor selling socks, DVDs, uh, bags, and all that. And in one hour, he made $500 cash. And he was just on his phone, talking to everybody, this and that. And look, like, TK, it was snowing outside. He had right. a fur coat. You know, you know these brothers. He had on uh, one of the fur coats. Right. Tim's on. Just, My killing, just killing it. You know, he, and, you know he's, he's formerly incarcerated, just killing it. He's like, yeah, I made enough right now. Uh, let's go get something to eat. And I'll come back. I'll make another two thousand later on. And I'm like, what? <laughs> He's in the like, streets making like two thousand a day in the snow. I was like, there is no reason in in this life that I can't be in a cushy ass gym in Orange County and do the best that I can. So that mm-hmm. that day right there, on. And this is about the hustle, everybody. About being hungry. About constantly learning and sharpening your soul about never being never being a quitter, never let, allowing fear to stop you. Take it, this is what I did. <clears throat> I got home, I took $100, and I got a poster made of my before and after pictures, and I asked my manager if I can put it up. And right. then I went into the sauna where all the fat people was at, and I had a small <laughs> handout. <laughs> I had okay. small handouts of my before and after pictures, right? And I, here's what I had to do, guys, because I'm not I'm really an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. I've learned how to communicate well. I'm not an extrovert. I'm not, but I've learned how to do it. So I went in there and I had my handouts and I just pretended to be Tyrone. I was like, yo, what's up everybody? This is Deshaun. Then here's my thing. I'm offering three free training sessions. I dropped a hundred pounds. Uh, everybody here is fat like I was and they started laughing. I said the sauna ain't gonna do it. You ain't doing nothing in here but sweating. Uh hit me up, get on my schedule. And I'll give you three sessions, and we take it from there. I'll show you how I did it. Yo, TK, I became the top trainer in three months in the whole district to the point where I got so successful, I opened my own gym two years later, and me and my cousin ran that for 10 years. Right. So the key, the key ingredient was this. Learn, challenge yourself, don't be afraid, get the information, and remember, you can't be successful by yourself. That's People right. need the talent that you have. People need the wisdom that you have. People need the service that you offer. Use life insurance to protect it so you can be on this plan and do what you got to do. And when you're gone, your family doesn't have to worry about money while they mourn the loss of you. And that's all I got for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, this, this episode's been so fly. I ain't got nothing to say. But <laughs> check me out this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Burt's in Detroit, Michigan, ladies gentlemen. All right. Get your tickets. It's going to be all contained out there in Detroit, Michigan. I want to thank everybody for 
all my sellout shows around the country. I truly appreciate it. Let's give a lot of love to Mr. Rashawn Underdue. Sir, please tell how they can reach you. They want to talk to you personally. <clears throat> yes, sir. Uh, you can reach me at 714-729-3588. You can also reach me on Instagram at Rashawn Underdue, the California insurance guy. The California insurance guy, Rashawn Underdue. And you can find me at wearefarmersoc.com, wearefarmersoc.com, 714-729-3588. I don't care what state you live in, give me a call, and I'll help you out, help you find the right person, and we'll make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, some things don't need to be said anymore. This is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. You can't never say... You didn't hear it, ladies and gentlemen. My job is to give you the information. It's up to you how you process it. T.K. Kirk, what's up? Sean, thank you so much, my man. Thank you, all. I appreciate it. Talk Thanks, to you, Yes, right. sir. Your birthday's coming up. Wait, wait, Your birthday's wait, wait. today. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> yes, sir. My birthday's today. Happy Everybody birthday. listening. Yes. Thank you, sir. Happy ladies birthday. and gentlemen, if you listen to this, by the time you hear it, it'll be a day after my birthday, but... I'm so fly. Every day's my motherfucking birthday. So <laughs> hit me on, hit me on Instagram or Twitter, and just give a 100 happy birthday, TK. I totally appreciate it. To everybody else, may your pain be champagne. Gotta go, fam. Love you for life. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more. Visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.